saving space. That's what we're discussing this week on The Devil is a Lie. The Devil is a Lie. Here's your host, Angel Nicole. The Devil is a Lie. Let's rewind the clock. Raise your hand if you've had a loved one die alone in a cold room, isolated away from family and friends. Before 2020, most of us probably couldn't fathom the occurrence. But for the millions of individuals who've died over the course of the past two years, it's been more common than uncommon. In the event that another pathogen outbreak were to conquer the globe, what would happen? Would our hospitals be positioned any better? Or would our existing system that has shown its vulnerabilities be our fate? Jaleesa Johnson, the founder of VETS, which is an acronym for Virtual Emerging Technology Solutions, is doing everything in her power to ensure practical solutions that embraces the human element to life, connectivity. She and her forward-thinking team have created 360 Spaces and 360 XP Zone. I'm beyond excited to have my fellow Aquarian friend and sister join us today on The Devil is a Lie. Welcome to the show, Jalisa. Thank you, Angel. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate, you know, being on any platform that you're supporting and having you in front of me introducing me. You make us sound so beautiful and perfect, you know, (laughs) you put a spin on great things. Ah, well, there has to be greatness there to be able to to share it with the world. So thank you for all of the work and things that you are doing. Delisa, you were recently featured in Forbes for the work that you're doing in the healthcare sector. What is it about your approach to tackling health equity that makes your work unique? Coming from marginalized communities ourselves, underrepresented communities ourselves, I think one of the things that uh, positions us differently is seeing how far we've made it and being able to have a real perspective on um, the communities that are less fortunate. One of the things that I think caters to what makes us unique is, you know, having an inside, I think, advantage of healthcare and how public health is affected. So I think that's the perspective that I work under daily. Um, never taken for granted, you know, where we came from, our humble beginnings, and where we're placed today to make a difference. And so how is that reflected in your work and the things that you're creating? I just believe in giving communities that do not have the right, the right resources, resources that they can depend on. Creating innovative technology, using technology to create innovative um, opportunities that not only uplift the communities, um, but trains the communities and gives them expansion capabilities in the case of emergencies. Now, what are 360 Spaces and the 360 XP Zone? So uh, 360 Spaces are, we started out as hospitals without walls. They're expanded communities. So during covid we went into action and understanding, you know, the need for expansion, the need for isolation, the need for um, capabilities in urban communities that was lacking. Um, When you looked at a hospital parking lot, it was empty, but the walls were closed and, you know, they had no space for expansion or to move people in. 
360 Spaces creates an expansion footprint for different applications. And when we talk about applications, we're talking about um, retail, hospitals, hospitality, food, beverage, you know, anything um, that has a physical infrastructure. And we saw it collapse in COVID. That's what 360 Spaces um, really is. It's expansion communities um, that have requirements that allow us to isolate and live and communicate and still be able to have a footprint of existence. Um, 360 XP Zone is our first research and development lab that we built in Arlington, Virginia, to support My Secure Kid and its mission. It is a beautiful replication of what we feel is, is needed in communities. And we named it the 360 XP Zone because it is our kickoff project under 360 Spaces. But it is a space that that has our Hospital Without Walls, as well as our education expansion community. And it is just a model of what we feel is the future of technology, training, and isolation all in one. Who is it for? Because I think a lot of times uh, as the brainchild behind something, you know what it is. You know why you created it. But to the outside world, it can really seem foreign. It can be a lack of understanding around why is this needed? And I have no idea what it is. So break it down for us for the everyday person who may live in the DMV area that may want to experience it. What is that experience like? So in COVID, you know, we watched our families and friends die and have no access to health care or access to their families. And the one thing that I wanted to change is that in a mass emergency, you know, lives are at risk. There's a lot of things going on and the priorities on living and dying in COVID showed us that there is a significant deficiency in how we're getting treated as human beings. And I needed to do something about it. Um, I watched a video um, during COVID that said, it won't be missiles, it'll be micros that kill hundreds of thousands of people in the United States. And, you know, understanding that there are pathogens all over the world, all that are being tracked every day in healthcare um, that we're not aware of, we know that this is just one event of many to come, that this will continue to happen. And what are we doing to position ourselves and our communities to have a safe haven, a place to go, to, and that understands the need to have um, better communications, better innovation, better treatment facilities, water, anything that you can get in disaster. Th- things that are become resources and disasters that are not available, you know, to our communities in disaster. I mean, we looked at Hurricane Katrina, you look at all of the disasters that have happened all over the world, and you find that the technology has been the same. It has not changed. Even in COVID, the technology didn't change, especially in, in our communities. The way that hospitals, the way that emergency management systems, um, Army Corps of Engineers look at tragedy and emergency management is dated. You know, we don't have the technology that is available being put into our communities to save lives and to help us to be sustainable 
in these types of events. So 360 Spaces are, is built and designed to combat pathogens and to provide us with isolation and emergencies, to give us homes and living space for our emergency responders to be able to treat patients without feeling like they will become infected, to be able to have patients, families be able to come and visit them even while they are in isolation. Our units, you know, have a feel of home. Our units have a technology, a telemetry back end that allows you to stay in the know and provide and update your health care um, requirements and your directives and, and be treated the way you want to be treated without putting other people at risk. The technology that we put into our units allow them to be dropped anywhere and still be connected to our own 20 gig backbone. Our technology allows you to have blood work be drawn. Our technology allows you to be tested. Our technology allows you to have water um, where there is no water. And these were the barriers that we saw in COVID. Our technology allows you to visit your families and stay connected by building and using resources that are sustainable, that are wind resistant, and could be easily deployed and expanded anywhere in the world. That was the thinking, you know, instantly during COVID, like how do we put forth an application that is sustainable, that could operate off-grid, could operate on solar, could operate on battery or electric or generators. That's what 360 Spaces really represents, sustainable, expanded communities. What we did with 360 Spaces is individualize things and make it that it is a one-person unit, almost a hospital without walls is how we looked at it to make sure that people could be treated, people could still live and still be happy and not feel like, you know, they were on their deathbeds um, and that they still felt like they were supported. Now, I want to go back a little bit because you used a word that I'm not familiar with. And so when I don't know words, I like to like make sure I point them out and get the definition. I think you said, tell us something. Telemetry back end. Telemetry. What does that mean? A digital back end that allows you to connect into and have interoperability into other systems. Okay. So we, we have our own onboard electronic health records or electronic system that allows you to stay connected with your doctors, have telehealth visits while you're in our units. You can go to school in our units. You can work while you're still in our units. The telemetry backend allows us to connect to government agencies, whether it's the CDC to transmit information, whether it's blood banks to transfer information, whether it's veterans affairs to transfer information, hospital organizations. We have a, a built-in application into our units that is also available on the iOS Android store. We are Built in an Apple world, all of our units are equipped with Apple devices, televisions that allow you to stay connected, allow us to stay connected with you while you're either incapacitated and or healing or whether you're ambulatory and you just need to be isolated. Mm -hmm. The units were built to support the things that we feel is necessary. Now, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was that this vision essentially came to you during the midst of COVID. What was it or at what point did you realize that you had the skill set to make the difference, that you were able to provide 
the service because this is not something that you just, you know, throw some cardboard boxes together and say, hey, we're going to make some magic happen. This takes a lot of science. This takes a lot of patience, a lot of wherewithal to like go through and get this done and get it activated. What was that process like for you? And when did you know that you were the solution? You know, I have a background in emergency management and working in the health department as a solutions architect. So understanding and building applications was something we were already in the midst of doing, which was electronic health records for the most part. In doing that, I realized that if we could somehow take these electronic records and or electronic healthcare systems and put them into people's homes or put them into the hands of individuals during COVID, then we could, number one, help them and get them answers to questions. We looked at, you know, how HIPAA opened wide up during COVID where patients could see doctors anywhere in the country. And that is something that I felt was already very necessary if you had the authority to do so. Um, So looking at the applications that we built, it just came to me, you know, one of the things that I say is God has blessed me with vision. And I just saw it. I said, you know, we need to create tiny communities around the area that people could feel safe and they needed some place to go. Um, Even in my own family, losing family members and understanding what that looked like if you had a phone in your hand, um, if your battery didn't die, what can we do to really be proactive and make it so that people can stay connected? That is the one thing that we lost is connectivity, connectivity to our health, connectivity to our wealth, connectivity to our families and friends. And the worst thing we could have is a loss of all of those things and be and be ill and vulnerable to whatever's happening in the world. And I decided driving past this space in Arlington in Green Valley, which is the oldest African-American community in Arlington, Virginia, right outside of the Pentagon, down the block from AWS headquarters. And I drove past this dirt road and I was like, I want I want to get that property and see if we could build something um, that would be sustainable. I felt like I've always been forward thinking and um, looking at new innovation. And I said, this will be, you know, how I could display the telemetry, the works initially of our telemetry backend, bring people in and allow them to at least provide the government with their wishes. You know, one of the number one questions asked during COVID in the hospitals was, do you have a health care directive? 90% of the people who went in said they did not have a health care directive. It is your right to be able to have health care directives, and they are free in every state. And people don't understand the digital options that are available because it's not really promoted. So we wanted to find a way to build a space where people could walk in healthy or unhealthy and digitally subscribe and post their wishes. The devil is alive. You guys are tuned in to The Devil is Alive podcast with Angel Nicole. Our guest is Jaleesa Johnson of Vets. Now, we are almost at the point where we have to shift the conversation, but I do want to get one more question before we do that. How do the pods work? I know we've sat and we've been talking about this for like the last 20 minutes, but what I really want to make sure that we express to people is How do they sign up? Is it something that you sign up for? Do you have to go through a hospital? How much is it to, you know, reserve it if you feel like, hey, like my house just caught on fire. I need a place to live for three weeks. 
How does it work? So right now, XP Zone is our research and development location, and we are in the midst of using this as an application to create an experience center where people could come in and place orders for deliveries of their own units and or to be able to put them out in emergency management solutions throughout the world for the government and or hospital organizations. We onboard clients, obviously, they do have an option of buying it with the telemetry back end or buying without the telemetry back end. The prices vary. We, we like to think that they're very economically placed so that they could be sustainable and provide housing to the housing shortage that we have and help people to be able to stay in the inner cities if they want to and not have to spend $4,000 a month like you are in some places in some city areas. So the way to get answers to a lot of those questions is to join us on June 3rd in our launch um, that we have the grand opening of our XP zone, 360 XP zone, where a lot of your questions can be answered and you can scan a QR code, which will give you options to sign up for more information when they are available, get on a waiting list, pre-order. All of those things will be readily available on June 3rd to the public. So this is something that the public can actually, it's not just for hospitals, but because no. we have seen how the hospitals have failed us to some degree, we can actually invest in having our own personal 360 XP zone at our home. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that is the missing link that I don't think we all got in the very beginning. I think that is the thing that makes this something that is worthwhile and it's an investment, not just in your community, but in your family. So you are that connectivity part, like people are, humans are relational creatures. If we're just in isolation and we're just alone and we don't feel like anybody is there for us, like we lose hope, we lose sight of like what's important. So this is like, I'm loving it. I'm glad you brought that up because some of our biggest clients today has been homeowners who had elderly patients and or young adults coming home from college and the space just, their spaces were limited. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is absolutely in the housing market and expansion in your home, ADU, they call them, um, into your backyard, you know, to expand your footprint and still keeping a healthy, clean environment. That is one of our big tickets is that all of our units are still healthy living spaces that are connected to all the right innovative technologies. I love it. Now, it's time for us to dive into the second half of our show, Delisa. And this is what I call our devil is alive moment. You've been on other shows of mine. It's similar to Moments in the Valley, except we're kind of focused on imposter syndrome and how you overcome that or adversity. So what I would like for you to do is to share a time where you had to push doubts out of the way or you've had to push imposter syndrome aside. And what we'd like to know is like, how did you overcome the the negativity or those negative thoughts or those adverse moments? And then what was waiting for you on the other side when you figured out like, I am not going to allow this to block my blessing. I can think of a million. I can think of a million of those, but um, to stay in subject with what we're talking about, when you have a vision and God gives you things, it's not for everyone, it's for you. And sometimes we find ourselves trying to prove 
who we are, what we can do to people instead of listening to what God has given us, you know, and in this build that we have, it took a lot for me to think of, think outside of the box and um, in COVID, you know, from all the things that could happen, you know, and wanting to get a project off like this, I was told by lawyers, I was told by investors that they just didn't understand it. It didn't make sense. I went through cohorts, you know, to learn how to put pitch decks together and, you know, try to raise money and try to figure out, you know, how do I get this message out? How do I build this? And how do I get money to build, you know, what I have in this vision, what I've outlined? And I stay true to it because when God wants to push something and move something through you, there is nothing that can stand in the way. Those boulders just fold, you know, those walls just come down. And God always found a way every day from financing, you know, this project ourselves. Secure Tech 360 and Vets decided, you know, we're going to finance this project when we couldn't find investors. When investors told us they didn't understand the application. And just like you said today, you didn't understand um, that this could be a housing thing. The end of the day, this is something, this is an application that is usable. How it gets explained and how it comes across in wording may not seem as fundamental to people because maybe, like you said, it's only in your head. And there were so many people who doubted us in the Virginia legal system, in the Virginia government system, in the D.C. system. I just said, we don't see it. We don't see the way it's going to come together. Mm -hmm. And some days I sat out and I said, you know, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, I mean, it's costing me money. I mean, from wood cost, you know, from supply chain and the vision just kept getting shrunk. And, you know, even people who work with us and says, you know, oh, I don't know if we're going to make it. And there's always going to be the I don't knows and the naysayers and the people who say you can't do it. And the one thing that I always relied on is God did not push this in my head for it not to become the devil is a lie. <laughs> I am going to build this. I mean, you know me, Angel, I'm a doer. You know, I'm a builder at heart. This is where my passion is. And even to, you know, my co-founders like, oh, we're really pushing a lot of money into this project. And I'm like, what else am I going to pay for? What else do I have in COVID? You know, one of the things COVID showed us all is that we all had the same level. No one could leave their house. It didn't matter how many shoes you had. It didn't matter what kind of house you lived in. Everyone was trapped in their house. And God gave me the opportunity to walk into an open space and build in that open space. And I just kept that, that I kept moving with this is what God wants us to do. And I had COVID three times. So I understood that going through even getting COVID, I understood the loss of having family. I understood the loss of time. I understood the value when your lungs, is, when you're suffering, the pain that you feel. I understood the mission even more. So coming out of COVID, I'm like, I definitely got to do this. Like people don't have what we have to even be able to do this. And the devil's alive. I did it. And on June 3rd, that's my moment to show that, you know, don't let people talk you out of things that God has moved before you. And I appreciate, you know, having, you know, a lot of community and a lot of people behind me who were not naysayers who said, you know, if this is something you want to do, we support you. And um, 
that's what I would say, you know, in this moment is you got to stay true to what you feel and what you think you can do as long as you can only depend on yourself. You can only depend on yourself. You are, you are the devil is a lie. You are a real form of, you know, that just in having this show and being, you know, an NAACP nominee and having this show, you know, in the position that it's in to open up a world to people like myself to be able to talk about things. And I mean, it's a blessing. Now, how can people see these spaces if they're in Ghana or Australia or because this is not something that I feel like should be limited to the United States. And even for people who may be in Michigan or California, where is it available for them to view it outside of your upcoming event? So on June 3rd, our website will also go live. Our ordering capabilities will be available. We will have a campaign that will be running all across the United States and worldwide where you can get a a VR feel where you can do a physical walkthrough, watch videos of what it looks like in person um, and feel like you're there. You can actually teleport yourself in. So part of the technology, we like to have our little cute things. So all of that will be available after June 3rd. I love it. And what is the website for people to be able to go to as well as any social media that you would like to share? So right now we have tickets available for our June 3rd launch. All proceeds is going to the XP Zone and My Secure Kid to raise awareness for our nonprofit organization and our summer camps that we will be running all summer at the 360 XP Zone. Um, where we have youth from all over the United States able to participate and learn how to become engineers in different fields, introducing them to gaming, introducing them to VR, introducing them to all of the STEM fields that they have access to. We'd like to offer that to them for free. So that's why we're doing this grand opening and fundraiser. And guess who's our host? Um, (laughs) Angel Live is our host on that June 3rd the host with the most. And thank you again for always supporting us. Also, mysecurekid.org on Instagram. And that's where you can find out more information about 360 XP Zone. Um, my website is VETS, which is V as in Victor, dash E as in Edward, T as in Tom, S as in Sally, VETS.com. And you can find our link to our 360 spaces and our 360 registry on that site as of June 3rd. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for all of that information. And thank you so much for sharing just your vision with us and all your wealth of knowledge around why this is important and your why behind why you did it. So I hope that this proved to be beneficial to you and that you enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes, yes. And to you at home, thank you so much for being a part of today's conversation. We'd love to know how you felt about today's episode. You can follow me at the Angel Nicole on all social media platforms and you can follow the network at Alive Podcast Network. The Devil is a Lie is a production of the Alive Podcast Network engineered by Julio Gonzalez of Zymer.co and music is provided by Audio Vibes. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform or check us out online where you can see the lineup of other podcasts at AlivePodcastNetwork.com. While you're there, you can also express interest in joining the network. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. And remember, there is greatness within you. And if anyone tells you any different, the devil is a lie. Until next time, be blessed.
the devil is a lie. 